Welcome to All the Little F's Podcast, where we talk faith, family, fun, in no particular order, because like most things in life, these subjects intertwine. I'm your hostess, Martha, and joining me this morning is my Mr. Marvell. Hello. Peace, everyone. Well, today we got a new F. It's fraud. Fraud. What do you think of when I say fraud? Hmm. I think of cybersecurity, um, telephone scams, people calling you, asking for information you shouldn't give anyone. Um, you know, emails, things of that nature. Yeah. Way too often I see people taken advantage of, completely defrauded. Sometimes it's because of their own... um, Gullibleness, covetousness. Yeah, because of their own greed. And other times it is because they were legitimately deceived. They were taken advantage of. Um, I see so much fraud in so many different ways, and but often I hear people say, why don't these fraudsters get a job? This is their job. Their job is to commit fraud, be it not legitimate tax paying, to ask them, this is their job. This right. is how they earn their money. Right. They are continuously looking for new ways to be... Um, in, in inventive to create new scams, new ways of committing fraud. So it's our duty then to be cautious and aware that there are people out there who are willing to defraud people right. and want to, to defraud steal. people. They want to steal. Right, basically. Yeah. So I kind of want to go over some um, types of fraud and how it's committed. Every year, thousands of people lose money to telemarketing scams. Some of the signs of scams may be that the scammer on the phone, they don't want to give you time to think. They just want you to say yes. Right. Another one might be a travel package that is free or low cost, but they want you to pay something. Hmm. Credit cards and loans that they call to solicit and lower your payment. It may be they call and ask, say that they can lower your MasterCard payment. But you don't have a MasterCard. Hmm. And you tell them, oh, I don't have a MasterCard. I've never had a MasterCard. I have a Visa. Oh, I see that. Can you confirm the last four of that card for me? Gotcha. They're fishing for information. Right now, a big thing that's going on is token stealing. Hmm. And what a token is, is when we're in our currently in this digital age, our phone number and our emails are tokens to, to verify who we are. Hmm. And there are people who will spoof a website or spoof a phone number to make something that is legitimate, something fraudulent look legitimate. So the phone call might come from Bank of America and they will say, hey, I need to verify your account. I'm going to send a token out to you. Mm -hmm. Give me that token number. By providing that scammer with that token number, you essentially offer them access to your accounts, your online banking, or maybe your Google account or your Cash App account. Be very, very cautious. You would never think of giving them your literal account number, but through that, they've accessed it. Yeah, I I know a lot of people who say, oh, I received a, a phone call from Amazon. They said my account was hacked, that they were gonna send a token out to me. Um, and to give them the token so I so they could verify my account and reactivate it. Hmm. Wow. They yeah, and they n- not willingly participated with the fraud, but because they gave that token out, yeah. they now gave that piece of information to the scammer, so they could commit more fraud on the account. 
That's crazy. Yeah, so be very cautious. No legitimate company is going to call you and ask you for a token. Right now, this is probably the biggest fraud that we're seeing with internet, um, online based. It does bypass your sense of security because it's just a token on your phone. Oh, okay. You're not giving them your account number. Right. Your PIN. So it bypasses your security. Yeah. Another um, phone call solicitation might be a charitable cause, an urgent request for a money donation. Um, I'm not aware of phone calls for the Ukraine war, but I'm I'm sure that there may be um, scammers calling around soliciting for donations. Be cautious of that. Find legitimate ways of soliciting um, to give to a cause if that's what's in your heart. Think about it. They're just asking maybe for whatever you can give, 5, 10, 20. And there's millions of people in the country know about this war. And people are just going to donate money. Oh, it's just $10. Boom. These people are making a lot of money yeah. scamming people. Even um, like the fi- the highway patrol or the, I think there's one for the firemen. Just be cautious when you get those phone calls and it's a pre-recording and right. what they want is you to donate a dollar mm-hmm. or to donate um, $5, you know, right. a small amount. It could be they just want that five bucks and maybe right. they'll never bother you again. Right. Or they might just want your account Every number month. and your debit card number. Right. Yeah, um, even with political, I, I, I recently saw it with uh, political donations. Uh, um, I know somebody who gave $5 to um, a pol- what they thought was a political cause. Mm-hmm. They were donating to a party, oh, okay. and nope, it wasn't. Right. It was, um, what, what it turned out to be is a reoccurring monthly charge. She was devastated. She's like, how can this be? And I was like, well, you know, you got to read all the fine print. Fine print, yeah. Yeah, so just be cautious when somebody calls you and they're pulling at your heartstrings. Right. Just use a little caution. It's good to donate and give money when able. Ask for more information. Ask for a website, legit, and verify it. Make sure it's legit. Yeah, my personal way of giving is giving straight to that cause. Not to say that you can't use a GoFundMe or you can't give money through an organization, but I am very cautious. Um, I want to know that my dollars is going to go to that person in need. So find a channel to make sure if that if that means reaching out to that person directly you know, find a way to make sure that your money is going to make it to that cause that you want to support. Even down to, you might get a phone call about foreign lottery winnings or domestic lottery winnings. Hmm. If you have not been to Texas or Illinois, Pennsylvania, and you have not played the lottery there, and you haven't traveled abroad to Canada or Mexico or somewhere in Europe, and you have not played the lottery there, You cannot win. It is not just the state of Florida's lottery slogan. You must play to win. That is a legal binding obligation. If you do not play this lottery, you cannot collect from a lottery. Correct. So let's cover this, Miss Dare. You want something and you know you didn't go to Milwaukee and played that lotto. What are you talking about? How are you going to fall for that? I don't understand how you could fall for it. But I know it's a legit scam and people fall for it. Be cautious because if you did not play in that that particular place, you cannot win there. Right. 
Um, <laughs> even down to those phone calls about extended car warranties. Hmm. Do you currently have a car warranty? Why do you need another one? And even you if know? you don't, like, I, I get them all the time. But car warranty. Letters, I think. Definitely phone calls about car warranty. So, yeah. Just be cautious. You know, it may seem like something legitimate, but it might turn into... Um, a way to dip into your account monthly. Yeah. Just be cautious. And sometimes you get these shady companies, they start dipping into your account monthly, and then there's no way to communicate with them. <laughs> there's no, e once there was a phone number and email, they got your money. Now there's no phone mail and email to, you know, customer service to cancel the service. Like, so now. Yeah, so now you're in the bind. You have to go get a new debit card or you have to open a new account to stop this. Right. Just be very, very cautious when doing those types of things. Correct. When you're on the phone with that fraudster, ask yourself, who is calling and why they're calling? The law says telemarketers must say this is a sales call. They must give their name of the seller hmm. and what they're selling all before making their pitch. Just liability for a legit company. Yeah. Ask yourself, <coughs> what's the hurry? Most legitimate companies will give you time and written information before committing to a purchase. Right. I am very, very big on learning from others' mistakes. I have learned through the people's court. Money does not leave this hand without a receipt or contract in the other hand. Correct. Be very cautious when giving cash money away. I understand you're going to go to the gas station. You're going to buy your soda and your Cheetos. It costs you five bucks. Maybe you don't want that receipt. You're right. Yeah. But if you're giving money to the babysitter or you're giving money to your gardener or you're giving $2,000 to the mechanic, right. you need to have either a contract written out and signed because right. you know a contract isn't binding if it's not signed it's Correct. paper so that contract text needs message with a, phone a text number, message will be good also confirming information yep yeah. you know that hey i gave you this money for this job that you performed you right. know right. that's a good way of um keeping track of what you get did with because a lot of people find it where oh, you know i don't want to give the babysitter a receipt that that's you know she's she's my girl you know she helps me out Send her a text message. Hey, thanks, Brittany, for, you know, babysitting so-and-so for me. I really appreciate that. I just saw Zeld you $50 for, you know, setting for him tonight. Thank you. Right. You know, that's your way of covering your butt. Right. Be, you know, beyond that. Text message receipt. Yeah. So when you have a, a phone call and it's fast, ask yourself, what's the hurry? Because like I said, most companies are going to want to have you, uh, legitimate companies are going to want you to have a contract and sign that contract. Right. So when it's fast, 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 or not giving you time to think. Be cautious. Be, be cautious. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Hang up. Call them back. You know, set this up for another time. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll hang up the phone and I'll wait a day and I'll call directly to the company. Right. You I've know? I've done that before. Yeah. If it's free, then why are they asking you to pay? Free <laughs> is free. If you have to pay anything, now it becomes a purchase. It's not a prize. It's not a gift. Yeah, been there. It's free. 
Oh, all you have to do though, just give us your card information and hey, this we're gonna give it back. Uh, it's getting complicated now. I, I, I'm good. <laughs> that's how. That's my personal opinion. So, okay. Yeah. Another thing to think of is why are they asking me to confirm my account numbers or other personal ide- uh, uh, information? information yeah. Sometimes all this call is is just a phishing attempt. Right. You know, they're looking for the last four of your social or they're looking for maybe your date of birth or the last four of your debit card number. Be yeah. very cautious with giving any personal information out right. to somebody that you don't know. I remember reading a little article a couple of years ago about Facebook has all of these fun games you play where it says, tell us your mother's maiden name and the place you were born Ooh, and your, that's the, that's tricky. Yeah. And it's fun. Everybody wants to say, you know, oh yeah, my mother's maiden name is this. And I, yeah, I was born there. But did you know that that's all information that can be used right. to, to identify you? Right. Even down to the make and model of your vehicle, that's public record with the government. Any vehicle that you've had registered is is knowledge to the government. So a lot of financial institutions, what they can do is out-of-pocket questions to help identify you. And one of those questions might be, what's the make and model of your 2006 vehicle? And think about it. You know Facebook already set it up like that, and they're already dealing with these companies so they know that this information is going to make them millions of dollars selling your information. No, no, I think you're misunderstanding. Uh-oh. It's not Facebook that's doing this. Well, yeah, it's a course. post. So you're, right. I'm going to post a game, and the game is tell us ten things about you. Let's get to know our our friends on Facebook. So the questions might be, where were you born? Your mother's maiden name, your first vehicle, mm-hmm. um, your favorite color, maybe the high school you attended or the date of birth of your oldest child. Right. Because a lot of that personal information is very personal to us. Right. And that's information that we use to identify ourselves to our banks, right. to um, Google, to different companies, legitimate right. companies. So be very cautious when sharing your your personal information right. on a Facebook post. Right. I totally agree with that. And I don't, I'm just saying a company like Facebook, I'm more of a deeper thinker. And I believe that they're literally, they know when you're giving information away, extra information. And they do benefit from your information. They make money, but that's a side note. Let's continue. (laughs) And then just be very cautious about those things that we've talked thus far about what, what they're calling about because they might be fishing for information. Right. Right. You know, um, like I said, the token that they request from you or the, the simple information about, oh, can you confirm the first vehicle that you owned or what year is your Dodge? You know, that might be information they are needing to create a, an account in your name right. somewhere else that you don't know about. Correct. I just don't feel comfortable giving private information away. And um, I, I know it's it's lucrative, but always be cautious. That's just yeah. that's the number one thing. Be cautious. And another big thing to think of is what time it is. The law says telemarketers can only be called between 8 and 9 p.m. Hmm. Yeah, I thought lower than that because, yeah, I mean, after it gets dark, if it's 6 o'clock, 
five. I'm like, I'm not answering calls like, yeah. from anyone like a telemarketer. I don't feel like talking to people like that at that time. Now, let's say you receive a call at seven, seven, seven a.m. Um, it may be a legitimate company that doesn't know the law or doesn't care mm. about the law, right. or it could be the scammer. Use caution. That's all we're saying is use caution about who you're talking, the information that you're giving out to the person that you don't know on the other side. There are a lot, just like the phone calls that are soliciting information, there are work from home scams like internet businesses that say that you can earn thousands of dollars. You just might have to buy a little portion of the business or you might have to buy uh, services from this company and it Mm -hmm. becomes a monthly cost to you with no earnings back right uh something that we used to see a lot but not seeing so much anymore is envelope stuffing that you'll be employed through a third party company to stuff envelopes to send out mailers to people and they might say oh buy this piece of equipment from us this Mm -hmm. piece of equipment might cost a thousand dollars they might even discount it for you to five hundred dollars yeah yeah and (laughs) in the in the time that we're living in there's a lot of people that um are out of work that need a side hustle they want to earn extra money this might seem yeah this might seem good to them and they might fall for it just use caution you know if you can't read a you know even you know ask for the website look at the website and what the web address looks like does that make sense is Hmm. the spelling the verbiage in there does that seem professional and compare that to you know the another company does it seem legit Cunning and evil times we're living in. People are trying to get your information and your money. It is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, another scam that we used to see is like the rebate process where you'll be employed uh, to become a certified consultant to process rebates. Right. But then no work ever comes. You pay to be certified, but then work never comes to you. And then that right. company just up and disappears. Right. I've never heard of a company employing a, another company to send out their rebates, their refunds. Hmm. Typically, that is done through the, their own company's account receivable or account payables, their accounting department. Hmm. Just use cautions. I've never heard of a legitimate rebate certified processor. So just use caution. Um, another, like with the middle, I've heard of medical billing, work from home and mystery shopping. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there right. are lots and lots of legitimate work from home and mystery shopping companies use use word of mouth when looking for these types of companies to use um be cautious of the company that employs you but then gives you a check and tells you to wire or send them back money (laughs) you know it seems laughable exactly it seems laughable but there are people and like I said, people are taking advantage of the current state that we're in. They, they know this person needs extra money, that they know that they need a job. So they take advantage, they prey on those people. Right. Um, like we talked earlier about the Facebook social media. I see this more so with younger people. They, they, they friend a bunch of people on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat that they don't necessarily know. 
And what happens is then the, this new person starts talking to them and they might say, hey, you want to earn some quick money? Hmm. Let me have your, your online banking credentials right. or I'll meet you at your bank. You know, deposit this check for me and give me some money back and you can keep the rest of it. Ugh, wow. Even account takeovers like this are fraud and you are becoming a willing participant. Right. You never give your debit card number and PIN to anybody. You never give your online banking information to anyone. Right. If you do, you are you're basically... You're being fraudulent. You're being gullible or covetous. Well, I was going to say, you're, you're basically voiding any attempts um, to retrieve that money back. That too. Okay? So. Because the bank is going to say, well, why why would you give somebody you don't know right. online banking information? Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be very, very hard, if not impossible, to retrieve any type of money. And I've seen so many young people fall victim to this scam mm -hmm. and left holding the bag for $2,000, They might be on a young... So I, I recall seeing a young man. He met somebody at the basketball court across the street. They're like, hey, you know, deposit this check for me. You can keep the rest of it. I just want 500 as we get to talking to him and he does and he starts telling more and telling he knew the check was no good he knew what he was doing was wrong and come to find out so his account had no money on it mm -hmm. but his mom was on his account mm -hmm. as a joint wow. and mom had her own account by herself mm -hmm. that did have money in it that had enough money to cover his negative mm -hmm. wow do you know there are a lot of institutions that will say we are going to search all of our accounts by social and so account a has a negative maybe it's due to your son's uh bad banking habits but account b that you're on by yourself that has money in it mm -hmm. we're going to take money from there because as the joint you are as responsible as that primary person. Right. So she ended up ha without, without it. She ended up having to pay that $5,000 back for her son's behalf. Yeah. They immediately took it. Right. He participated. The money is in her account. She's a joint on his account. She's liable for liable. that fraud. Right. We're not going to we're not going to split hairs and say, well, he knew of this and, you know, it's his responsibility and he had $100 in this account and that account. No, we don't split hairs like that. Right. That money is be very cautious when you're putting somebody on your account. Be very, very cautious of that person's banking knowledge yeah. and their financial knowledge, right. you know. If it's time for him to get an account, it's time for you to let him know what should not be done with those accounts that's connected to your account, if that's your kid. Yeah, just be cautious when people are calling you or you're getting emails, um, like the tech support that they want to help um, remotely fix your computer. I know somebody, so, so often I've heard of people um, saying that they got a phone call from Windows, mm -hmm. um, that there's a virus on their computer to mm. grant, they want the person to grant them access right. so they can fix it. 
by granting access to the computer now that scammer has all of your access now I, they don't need your banking information they don't need your facebook information right. you have provided everything to them lie. i've had internet issues and i did call the internet the security company and i fell for this which i don't think nothing happened it was legit i think i allowed them to access and do the internet's operate the computer and they did all of that nothing bad happened but wow it, it was an uncomfortable feeling to watch someone operate your computer yeah it's one really thing well. if you're calling the company and you're soliciting it it's a whole nother thing when the company is calling you and telling you hey there's a virus on your computer right. we have to grant us access right. different story yeah be cautious you know um. Um. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I I've done something like that. It's a very unsettling situation, and you don't want to let that be like the opposite way where they call you and you fall yeah. for that. But um, I obviously before the internet, there was a um. I I went to a a conference where it was about a business model, and people were like trying to just recruit people to join their business and. You'd be like an entrepreneur kind of thing. And it turned out to be a pyramid scheme. So this was the early days of just scamming people. The pyramid scheme thing. Where you get give them money to get in the business. So you got to pay this much money. $250 or $100. Everybody in the room. It's a room of like 50 people. These people are telling you they make 500000 a month. A year, I mean. And they're young. So it was very tricky they're in the poor community trying to get you, and a lot of people fell for that, but it just seems so awkward. I've just, I don't know, it just didn't feel comfortable. So if it doesn't feel comfortable, listen to your instincts, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, I recall um, meeting a young lady. She was foreign. She was from Haiti. Mm. So um, she had a work visa, and she went to work all the time. She was a good girl, a good woman. But she got a phone call from the IRS, and the IRS was telling her that they froze her social, that she's not going to be allowed to work anymore, mm. that they froze her bank accounts, that she can't access money anymore, that she had to pay them $900 right now, or they were going to send the police to arrest her wow. and to deport her back to Haiti. She is so afraid. She goes to Walgreens and buys a $900 uh, Google card. But she couldn't understand. There, there's some language barrier. And she couldn't understand how to give the information on the back of the card to the caller. So then she comes to the credit union to ask us. Right. And we're like, no, you don't do that. You don't. The IRS is never going to do never that. Gonna call you. They're not right. going to ask you for payment from Google cards. Right. So luckily, you know, once we get talking to her, uh, we get her to understand this isn't how the IRS operates. If you were able to take this money from your account to buy this card, your money right. isn't frozen. Right. And she starts understanding, but the caller is still on the line. So I jump on the phone with him. I was like, look, we know you're a scam. She's not giving you this number. You need to quit calling. He, yeah. It goes from, you know, company man to streets. And he is cursing me out. He is telling me to mind my own business, to right. put the lady back on the phone. and Immigrant targeted scam. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so there are demographics like our elderly, elderly. who are just not um wise to all the current fraud they might know of some fraudulent things they might right. know that the irs isn't going to call them right. but they might not know about this token thing or they might not know about other you know s things that are happening right now then there's the youth yeah. that um are being taken advantage because they are in a place of need right. you know they don't have a job or maybe they have lots of bills you know they are in a state where they need money right. so these fraudster, fraudsters are preying on them as well right. and then we have the foreigners who not are, are not totally aware of how our financial system works here in america mm -hmm. and they are they are taken advantage of correct yeah so um i mean like elderlies even like my grandfather he kind of got scammed somewhat and it was i don't know if it was racial or you tell me there was a guy that came over and was talking to him about refinancing. And from what I know, he told me it was, it was a Caucasian man. Came by, talking to him about refinancing the house. He could get some money and pay off credit card bills or whatever that he had issues with. And he was like not feeling it at all. But then, turns around, another guy comes by maybe like a week or so later. It was a black guy talking to him about basketball, one of his favorite interests. It was targeted. Maybe it wasn't racial. Maybe it was more targeted. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. But the guy swindled him into doing, but they were working together, swindled him, him yeah. into doing a refinance that really negatively affected him, you mm. know, very badly. And, um, yeah, elderly can be scammed. And these, sometimes these people will, will target your interests or things that you would go for more likely yeah. than not. Yeah. Proverbs tells us that um, the fraudster is likened to a sword or a sharp arrow mm. um, if you lie to or about your neighbor. Right. What you're doing is you are devastating that person. You're possibly causing them um, so much damage. It's going to be hard for them to recover from. Right. Yeah, in the Leviticus 19.11, you shall not steal, nor deal falsely, nor lie to one another. And this is rampant in the world. Right. Very rampant. So be careful. Be cautious. Yeah, I read that. Um, let me get the numbers. There were 4.8 million identity theft and credit card frauds reported to the FTC in 2020. Right. That resulted in $4. billion of total loss. So like you said earlier, the fraudsters, they don't care because the insurance is going to pay for it. But that $4.000,000, how does that get passed along to us? You got service fees for your account. You pay more for services. We pay more for other products that we may use now. That loss is always going to come back to the consumer. Yeah, Remember that. Definitely. Yeah. The global cost of identity theft is supposed to hit about $25.6 by the end of 2020. Yeah. So we're now in 2022. We've went through a pandemic for two and a half years. It's probably closer to maybe $30 billion, you know, so far. Yeah, and how much of that may be just people falling for these phone calls and yeah, things of that nature. Exactly. Giving their information away. So 
you know, you don't want to be in that that pot of the deceived, so to right. speak. Right. So one thing that kind of got me is with all that fraud that's going on, did you know that 40% of the world's credit card fraud happens right here in the United States? Wow. 46%. That's almost half of the world's fraud, credit wow. card fraud, is happening right here in America. Wow. We have to be vigilant on where what we're doing with our debit cards, our credit yeah. cards, who we're giving that information with. Are we accidentally becoming a participant of that fraud? Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a big one, big number. Uh, I was just going to jump into some scriptures then that I think it's Proverbs that reminds us that God hates certain behaviors. Mm -hmm. And it's that um, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things does the Lord hate. Yeah, seven are an abomination. Mm -hmm. So starting at 17, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceiveth in wicked imaginations, mm -hmm. feet that is swift to run to mischief, right. a false witness that speaketh lies, hmm. and he that soweth discord among brothers. So a lying tongue, a heart that has the desires to have a wicked, you know, imaginations and feet that are just quick to run to mischief and they are a false witness and, a, and they have a lying tongue. That's fraud right there. That yeah. is the the ingredient the ingredients to cause fraud. Yeah, you're thinking of ways to defraud people. That's a wicked imagination. Yes. You know? Evil. So yeah. just definitely be careful, you know, brothers and sisters out there. And um that's all this is about. Just chatting it up with you about these these targeted issues that are in our society that can defraud you. People can defraud yeah. you and um, just always stay vigilant, right? Right. And I'm going to go on to some other scriptures unless you have it. First okay. Timothy 6 and 10. So of all this talks about money and fraud, remember, it's not it's not the money itself. It's that love. It's that covenant of the, of the money. Right. That the love of the money is the root of evil. Right. You know, how, why are you willing to participate in this? Right. Ask yourself that. When you're, when you're going through the checklist of why is this caller asking me this? Why are they do? Ask yourself, why are you willing to participate in it? Definitely. And, you know, just for the evildoers or someone that may listen and decide they, they're in this and they're doing this. Here's something just to get yourself out of that. You don't be that wicked individual, that thief, that defrauder. This is First Peter 4.15. Make sure none of you suffer as a thief or an evildoer or as a troublesome meddler or yeah. a murderer. They'll be trying to deceive people. Don't be an evildoer just trying to make it over off of defrauding people and hurting people. And trust me. These things do come back, whatever you want to call it. I just know God's watching over and he will repay you with the evil. Yes. I've done things and man, theft of, on some levels when I was younger, not that mature mentally and morally. And I've lost trust. I've lost more than I've gained that in that instance. And I can look back and I'm just like, whoa, 
I got paid back for that. Yeah. I, I paid back all of that that I took because I done lost more than I gained that day. Yes, exactly. Know? Yeah, like with Timothy, when he says about the, the love of money is the root of evil, if you kind of read on after the semicolon, it says, which while some coveted after they have erred in their faith. So they may be a faithful person, right. but because they coveted that money, now they're er they're erring, they're erring, um, they're erred in faith. Right. Yeah. And then another uh, good proverb is wealth. I think, did you do this one? Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathered um, by labor shall increase. No, I don't think you no, talked about this one. No. So, but just like you were saying that if you're going to get something, right. um, with illegitimate, with l not legitimate not ways legitimate. that you may not keep it, you're, you're not going to keep it. Yeah, but if you do the right things, if you labor, then you shall have an increase. So there's nothing wrong with wealth as long as you labored for it. And this is a deeper one from Proverbs, Proverbs 10, 2. And, you know, the Lord is just letting you know that the end of this is not good. Um, it's Proverbs 10, too. The, you know, for, yeah. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. Yeah. So you can be doing wickedness and get all these treasures, all this theft. But the Lord is letting you know the end game for thieves, treacherous people that are wickedness of their imagination to defraud people it's not the end game is bad yeah there's no point in acquiring all this money because it can't pay a ransom for your soul it can't pay a ransom right. for your your brother or your loved one's soul so right. do the right things always you know the commandments teach us how to deal with god and how to deal with other people right. and in dealing with other people we know that we are to honor them and to not to murder murder um, I believe in the New Testament is as much as hating, right, you, hate you know, someone, that's murder. Yeah, um, committing murder. adultery, not stealing. So not defrauding, not right. not lying to people, um, giving false, you know, false hopes to them. Right. And then the last one, not to covet, you know. And like we read in Proverbs, don't be swift to run to mischief. So don't pretend to be gullible when you know you're trying to profit from the theft from that defrauding you think you're going to get something out of it and then you get totally defrauded yes but yes. you were swift to run to thinking you're going to gain something right out of this fraud so you may be a good person but don't be that person to think oh man i can get something out of this real quick and then oh cry oh cry boohoo that you got totally defrauded and you bent you gained nothing yeah so don't be that individual first you know? john two sixteen. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and right. the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Right. So when there is something you just must have, and it does not, um, it's not producing fruits of the of the of the faith of our, our you know, then just take a minute, pray, seek God. What just. What are you doing? Is this going to be profitable to your soul? You know, is this a good thing? Um, and then John going on in John, I am um, talking about deceiving. Right. 
John 8 and 44, you are out of your father, the, the, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. Right. He was a murderer from the beginning and, abo- and abide not in the truth. Right. Because there is no truth in him, because there is no truth in him, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own. Right. For he is a liar and the father of it. So if you're running around telling people, hey, I know this quick get rich scheme or, you know, deposit this check for me. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing your work. You're doing your father, the devil's work. Right. You know, he's come to deceive. He's deceived you in thinking that this is OK to, to, to get over on other people. Right. You know, would you want somebody to get over on your mother? Right. And you can't hide behind gullibleness because obviously, like you say, if someone comes to you with money, hey, go deposit this and then bring me this much back and you can keep that. Well, although you're trying to hide behind, you could say, oh, I I was gullible. They tricked me. But you literally deposited money that you didn't have. You didn't even care to verify whether it was true, a true check or not, or a legit check. You just went and tried to defraud the bank under your own account. This is not smart. It's not logical, a logical thing to do. It's not Mm -hmm. rational. And it's wrong. So don't try to hide behind gullibleness when you're really trying to be deceptive and get money out of it and get riches. Yeah. I mean, all I can say is when you get those emails, when you get those phone calls, when you get that smooth talker, just pump the brakes. Focus at what they're saying. Right. You know, ask yourself, you know, what's the hurry? Um, I know a lady, she told me she ended up losing about $55,000. This was all of her retirement. Mm. And she comes wow. into me and she's like, why didn't she protect me? Why did you allow me to give this money away to this fraudster? <laughs> wow. And I get to talking to her. And what had happened is she got a phone call from, I believe she said the IRS. Uh, no, 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 from Amazon. And it, this Amazon person told her that she is, um, that they are, they're aware that she is committing fraud on her account. Mm-hmm. And then unless they pay, unless she pays $25,000 right now, hmm, they are going to send the police out to arrest her. And she's scared. Wow. So I know she went to one financial institution and she takes $25,000 out in cash. And that person asked her, hey, what do you need this cash for? Mm-hmm. Are you doing home repairs? Are you buying a new car? Right. You know, can you take a cashier's check? Is there some way for us to protect this cash that you are taking out of your <laughs> bank account? Right. Oh, no, no. I, I, I just need cash. I'm doing home repairs. Mm. I just need cash. Wow. Okay. Say la vie. Goodbye. Right. You know? You're an adult. If you choose to lie to the person that's trying to protect you, don't cry when you're not protected in the end. So she takes the $25,000 out in cash and (laughs) she mails it to New York Flushings, Flushings, New York, to her IRS agent Hmm. at a home address. Oh, boy. And I said, how did you send $25,000 through the mail? Well, in an envelope. I said... Why would you do that? Nobody sends cash. I mean, not even grandmothers send cash in the mail anymore. Right. Nobody sends cash. Why would you send $25,000 cash? Wow. Well, the IRS agent said I had to. I said, but why would you send cash? 
And then we get to talking a little more. And then I come to see that she sent them another like $35,000. Unbelievable. Same address, same agent. Mm -hmm. This 35 was to cover, you know, more fraud and fees that she committed. And I said to her, did you do this? Did you commit fraud? No, I don't even have an Amazon account. I don't know what they're talking about. Unbelievable. I just don't want to go to jail. Wow. You don't have an Amazon account. You sent cash money twice hmm. to a person that you don't know. Right. Unbelievable. You didn't even send it to the IRS. You sent it to a home address. Hmm. What were you thinking? Wow. There's, I can't protect you. Right. You lied to your teller. You lied to your banker. There's no way for me to protect you now. We tried to protect you. Right. So and people look out for your elderly. They are high target, you know, individuals in these kind of scams. So that's very sad. That's a sad story. Yeah. And, um, you know, look out for your elderly. Make sure that they are feel open to communicate with you about any things that's coming up about money and financial issues today because these um internet scammers and telephone scammers are on the next level yeah and they're very crafty just think yeah. think think you know with this lady if she would have just stopped and thought to herself why am i sending money to my I agent right. i don't have an account with amazon right. so i've never committed fraud there right. i mean someone like me a younger person I'd be like, okay, you want my $50,000, uh, send the police to my house, pick me up. Exactly. I don't have an Amazon, Amazon account. I know I didn't fraud nobody. Send the police. Yeah. I'm ready to go. To yeah. And I mean, this isn't the first time I've heard of that. I mean, the IRS, the, the bounty hunter are never going to call you up and say, Hey, pay this money over the telephone right now. Not even up. Duke energy, not even your power bill is going to say, Hey, pay your, your, your past due. You have to go and get a Google card or you have to go get this um, form of payment and pay us right away. If, if you don't pay your power bill with a Google pay play card every month, then and you're not past due, then why would you go get one now? Right. Don't do it. Just pump the brakes. Use some caution. Yeah. You know, say a prayer. You know, just try to think clear head. Why are they asking me this? Why are they rushing me? Right. What did I participate in any way to, to cause this? Right. If you can't identify, hang up the phone. Delete that email. Right. Tell that person to leave your home, whatever it takes. Got, I never got that phone call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the police are not going to call you up and be like, hey, we got a warrant for your arrest. Right. We're coming to arrest you or pay us money right now. That's not how the warrants work. That's not how <laughs> police work. That's sad. It's so sad. I hate to hear about stuff like that. Yeah. Man. So I just want to, I don't know if you have any other verses, but I just want to kind of go through some Proverbs real quick because they're pretty handy. Yeah, Proverbs, um, I recommend Proverbs. Any Everybody out there in the internet world, just Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, just read the chapters. It doesn't matter where you start. Yeah. Start from the beginning, though. Go ahead. Yeah. And it's so much wisdom in there. Everything is so profitable for your spiritual walk. And definitely things of this nature. So you won't get caught up in trying to be complicit or gullible in defraud or being defrauded. You'll just, it'll make you so much wiser. Yeah. And that's what it was written for. The Lord gave Solomon this knowledge and this wisdom. 
and wrote it down for us today even. Yeah. So two of the Proverbs I want to kind of um, share before I end my my stuff is um, Proverbs 10 and 9. He that, he that walketh upright walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. So if you're getting over on people right now, yeah. you're making hand over fisted money. Yeah. Look, you better find a way to come clean to God. You better find a way to repent because you're going to be found out. You're going to be known. People are going to know that you're not a good person at some point in time. Get right with the Lord. Repent and correct your path. Another good proverb, kind of how we said that there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of money laboring for good things so proverbs tells us it is better to be a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in all of his ways right the lord's gonna repay all of this wickedness yeah like i said you're gonna lose more than you gain i don't care how much they're getting once you look back after five years ten years twenty years trust you're going to have lost in whatever shape or form. You're going to have lost more than you gain. And let's not get to the end game where the lake of fire is. Who wants to lose that? You ultimately will lose. It's already written. I believe that. So that's the final loss. And that is the most precious loss for any man, yeah. any soul. So keep that in mind. You know. So if you are a victim of identity theft um, or you believe that you are um, being being um, solicited, yeah. what I can suggest is put your telephone phone number on a do not call list. Right. It doesn't always work, but that might s- slow some of the phone calls down. Right. Make sure that you're communicating with your bank. Be honest with them. Right. Be honest with them. Hey, I just got a phone call. I think I might have compromised my online banking or my debit card or my account number. Be honest with your banker. They are there to help and serve you. Correct. Be honest with them so they can help you. To, they, you know, they can do what is you know within their means of helping you. Be honest. Think. You know, and this is Martha, and she is a financial institute expert. Don't say that. <laughs> and you should be honest with your institute if you feel like you may be someone may be trying to defraud you. Yeah. It's okay to let your financial institution know about this issue that you're having, whatever it may be. So, yes. Yeah. So. If you are an actual identity theft um, victim, make sure you freeze your social, change your passwords on everything, your your online banking, your email accounts, freeze your credit reports. Be vigilant on preventing more fraud from happening that you may not know of. Um, Look for... um, ways to monitor your credit or monitor your personal identity, you know, to prevent um, this from happening again. And all I can encourage you is when things are fishy and you're not sure, contact your financial institution, you know, tell them, you know, how run it by somebody, you know, even if it's not your bank, run it by somebody that, you know, you trust say, Hey, you know, what do you think of this? Do you think, uh, you know, I, I might be compromised in some type of way. Right. 
Absolutely. I agree. And um, that's yeah, so definitely always be vigilant. That's something I just want to leave on. Just be vigilant, you know. And you got anything else then? I think that's about it for me. All right. Yeah. So um, I guess if that's the case, and let's finish it how we usually finish it. Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. And, um, so Ecclesiastics 12, 13 through 14. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just for our brothers and sisters out there, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Right. And that's just a duty for us Christians out here today, you know? Yep. So, I'm Martha. This is Marvell. This is All the Little Eps Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you're more than welcome to email us at allthelittleepspodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you and maybe uh, communicating back and forth. And yeah, share your fraud stories. And it may be something profitable so for someone else out here in the internet world. Absolutely. So that they can be aware and be cautious of these. Yeah. Uh, Even share if, your stories. Yeah. If you've been defrauded with, you know, share that. It's not a, um, a means of shame. Right. You've lived through it. You've either lost or you got your money back. Share it so somebody else is a wiser to it. Correct. Like I said, some of the, the ways um, that we talked about today uh, of different fraud scams you may not have even heard that i know the token thing is very new very popular mm -hmm. you might not have heard that i'm aware of it i want to make you aware of it Correct. so if you've dealt with something that you um learn from then please share it with somebody else so they can be the wiser right. until next time <laughs>